Time now for the morning line here on KMA. Time is running out to approve a 2023 farm bill. Iowa Congressman Randy Feenstra is with us on the line this morning with an update on that subject and a few others. Good morning to you, Congressman. Hey, good morning, Mike. Great to be on KMA uh, in Shenandoah. It's always great to be on with you. Great to have you back. It's been a while, and I know one of the big issues uh, in Congress right now happens to be that farm bill. And along those lines, you recently wrote a letter to House Speaker Mike Johnson regarding the situation with the 2023 bill. What was the gist of that letter? Well, uh, we wrote a letter. Uh, 50 Republicans got on a letter to say how important the farm bill was. I also spoke, spoke to him personally about, hey, we've got to get this done. Uh, he sort of went at it and said, hey, maybe we can get it done in December. Um, then working with the head of ag, our chairman, G.T. Thompson, who uh, I'm not sure if we can get it ready by December or not. Uh, so it looks like December or January. But, you know, the bottom line is I mean, we have to open new export markets. We've got to strengthen crop insurance. We've got to fight foreign animal disease. I mean, these are some big things. Ban China from buying our farmland. So this farm bill is critical, and we've got to get it passed. So we're trying to figure out any way that we can try to get it done late December yet, but it sounds like it might tip into January. So we might have to do a two- or three-month CR on this. Yeah. Right. Now, this whole scrape with the, the House Speaker and that whole situation, how much of a setback did that deal the Farm Bill negotiations? It, it did. It really set it back because all of a sudden we did no work for three weeks. Uh, we, haven't, we didn't pass any budget bills. Uh, so that's taken forefront right now is doing all uh, the budget appropriation bills to trying to create a budget uh, that was due September 30 that we haven't got to yet. Uh, so that's all the floor time. That's all that we're doing debating right now, which is unfortunate. Um, so that's why we're hoping that maybe late December we can do it as we clear the deck on this whole uh, budget bill. And uh, once that gets cleared, then we can move on to other things. But right now that's taking priority. There are some predictions out there from people who are less optimistic about uh, getting a new farm bill passed that there might be a one year extension of the 2018 farm bill. How concerned are you about that? And, if so, what would that mean to farmers here in Iowa if they have to extend that 2018 bill another year or so? Yeah, I, I am really concerned about that. I don't, I don't see it happening, but I know there's a lot of discussion about it. I mean, our farmers need certainty. They need certainty in the programs. I mean, a lot of these programs have all lapsed on September 30. And I, I'm just fearful that, that, you know, if we go another year uh, with some of the old uh, programs, that that's going to be a problem. Um, you know, I, I really think about what, what's happening in fighting foreign animal disease. I mean, we cannot have African swine fever get into our hog and our, our hog production. That is so big. I mean, China continues to buy our farmland. Our, our commodity prices, if you look at our commodity prices, are sagging right now in soybeans and corn. So we've got to open more export markets. I mean, these are all big issues that are part of this next farm bill, and that's why it's so important to get it passed. What are some trade issues that are hinging upon getting a farm bill passed? Uh, you, men- you mentioned the export markets. What else regarding trade is really hanging in the balance to, uh, with the, the passage of a farm bill before the year ends? Well, the, the, the biggest thing when it comes to the farm bill is that there's, there's two. There's, uh, there's the, the MAP program uh, and the uh, uh, F&D programs, so farm-to-market programs, that we have to develop uh, new countries. We've got to have more countries involved in free trade. So this is the key, the key thing that we're working on right now. Um, right now, the administration is sort of dragging their feet. I met with uh, a, a key negotiator when it comes to trade. 
Uh, his name is Doug uh, McKellup. He's the chief agriculture negotiator. And he didn't have a lot to say when it comes to opening new markets, which is very concerning. And that's why when we have such an excess amount of corn and soybeans, that drives down that price. And we have to have a place to go with it. That's why uh, to increase some of the, the dollars that go into MAP and F&D are critical. And where those dollars go is we're sort of pushing cold chain storage in developing countries. Uh, when it comes to our, our dairy products, when it comes to pork and, and, and livestock production, I mean, it all goes into cold, cold storage in, in these new developing countries. So that's another big area that, that we've got to tackle uh, when it comes to export. How much of a disparity is there right now between the Republicans and Democrats on getting uh, passages for addressing food insecurity, SNAP and such right now? How big of a, of a hang-up is that right now in the Farm Bill negotiations? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Everybody's been at the table. I mean, both Democrats and Republicans, we've been working on this issue for the last six months. Um, we believe that we're very close to having an agreement. Uh, the Farm Bill has always been bipartisan, and we know this one has to be bipartisan also. So for us, again, it's more about work requirements, uh, making sure that you know uh, people on SNAP, that, that they, can, they can work. Um, it's also about able-bodied people. Uh, you know, they need to work. So there's a lot of discussion centered around that right now. And, uh, you know, what? I, I know we're going to get this resolved, and it's going to be a bipartisan bill. You also recently proposed an amendment to the Department of the Interior Appropriations Package requiring congressional approval of any regulation impacting over 50% of American farmland. Uh, talk about why this was proposed. Yeah, the bottom line is I was so upset about the EPA and the waters of the U.S. and where they're going. Um, they have no right, that agency has no right to, to uh, you know, take over 98, 99% of the current farmland and create a rule uh, like waters of the U.S. So to me, that's Congress's job. So this amendment that got put on the Department of Interior's appropriation bill that got passed off the House floor says that, you know what, there should be no regulation, uh, agency regulation that impacts over 50% of American farmland. And that's what WOTUS does. So this is a really big deal, and I hope we can get it through the Senate, uh, through the House right now. And, and, and bottom line, you know what, uh, we have to make sure that the, the American farmland belongs to the American farmer, you know, banning China from buying it, but also making sure that we don't have agency over, overreach when it comes to the EPA. We would be terribly remiss if we didn't mention that you introduced a bill uh, Tuesday in the House uh, that has to do with legislation to promote and advance sustainable aviation fuel. It's the Farm to Fly Act, and you co-sponsor this with several other people. What is the Farm to Fly Act as it pertains to aviation fuel? Well, here it is. I mean, we look at ethanol. I'm such a passionate supporter of ethanol, um, but we can need to grow it. And to grow it, we can grow it by 15 to 20 to 30 billion gallons by having sustainable aviation fuels. It's called SAS. And what this simply does is, is saying say to the USDA that bioenergy bio programs need to use the GREEP model, may have to make sure that they're looking at sustainable aviation fuel um, for our future, for the future of biofuels. And, and uh, you know, when you start thinking uh, of emissions uh, that everybody's looking at, the GREEP model is so important, uh, you know, and jet fuel is so important that you can dramatically reduce emissions by using biofuels. So that's what this whole bill is all about, is promoting uh, sustain, sustainable aviation fuels 
and making sure that the Secretary of Agriculture, making sure that the USDA is all on the same page when it comes to definitions and the advancement of research in this area. I'm sure you're aware that Shenandoah's Green Plains Ethanol Plant, uh, which technically is in Fremont County, is involved in a program uh, with United Airlines and other entities to uh, create aviation fuel, sustainable aviation fuel. What kind of an impact would this bill have on uh, such operations, such as what Green Plains is involved in? This, this is exactly uh, Green Plains supports this bill. Uh, I'm, I'm very involved with Great Green Plains right now. Uh, this is so important for them because what it does, it just opens new markets uh, for ethanol production. And that's what we want. We want economic development in our rural communities. This offers that opportunity. Um, and, again, it's renewable. It helps all our producers out. It helps the markets out. And that's why uh, we got to get this thing passed. Now, is this uh, any connection with uh, the, the Farm Bill right now? Is that the situation with the Farm Bill going to hold up something like this in, in the House? How does that work? Well, I don't think this will be held up. There's part of this that's in the Farm Bill, the GREEP model to measure the emissions uh, that benefit biofuels is in in the Farm Bill. Uh, That is so critical. But, you know, the hangups are not so much what's in the product right now in the Farm Bill. It's it's really the the timing of when we can get the the Farm Bill to the floor. And that's the holdup. So we're hoping, again, you know, in December, early January, February, to get it to the floor. Um, And the holdup is just the timing right now. Congressman, we thank you very much for being with us today. We've run out of time, but we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good rest of the day, and uh, good luck there in Washington. Hey, thank you, Mike. It's always great to be on KMA. That's Iowa Congressman Randy Feenstra on the morning line here on KMA.